2: Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and sexuality for our community. Good evening, and it is the Spirit Lounge, and we're, uh, there's Rachel and myself, Claudine, in the studio tonight. Mark's off again doing um, important things. business. Important other time. things that. We'll let isn't. him get away with it this time. So um, today we've got some, I suppose, deeper topics to, to talk about, as today is the National Sorry Day in for Australia, um, and today an Aboriginal flag flew above Victoria's Parliament House to mark the government's apology to Indigenous children who were taken from their families, the Stolen Generations, and the federal government under Kevin Rudd apologised to the Stolen Generations on the 13th of February, 2008. The Sorry Day had been observed on the 26th of May for about 11 years before that. And also this week, on Tuesday, the rainbow flag flew above Victoria's Parliament House as the Premier, Daniel Andrews, apologised on behalf of past Victorian governments for the criminalisation of gay, lesbian and bisexual people. So tonight we'll hear and talk about these these apologies and some other apologies and their significance and think about some religious perspectives on apology and we've also i've put together an all indigenous playlist for for tonight so very exciting and there were so many more songs that that we could have chosen as
1: well so we've we've done our best at choosing uh just four for tonight um but as well if you want to share your story with us if you um if you want to let us know if if you uh, identify as being of an Aboriginal heritage and you want to tell us how Sorry Day affects you. We want to hear from you. Send us a message on 0427 JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. We would
2: love to hear personal stories tonight. We'd love it. Indeed. So Sorry Day mm. marks the start of Reconciliation Week, which um, so that goes until the 3rd of June. This particular day, twenty sixth of May, was established as National Sorry Day in response to the Bringing Them Home report in nineteen ninety seven, which is nearly twenty years ago. And that was a report of the Australian Human Rights Commission into the forced removal of children from of Indigenous children from their families. So Sorry Day was established to commemorate the history of these removals and their effects. And it took eleven more years after the report and a change of government before an Australian parliament apologised for the practice of removing Indigenous children from their families. So this was one of the first major actions of Kevin Rudd's government at the start of 2008. And here's an excerpt from that apology from 2008.
0: Today we honour the Indigenous peoples of this land, the oldest continuing cultures in human history. We reflect on their past mistreatment. We reflect in particular on the mistreatment of those who were stolen generations. This blemished chapter in our national history. The time has now come for the nation to turn a new page. A new page in Australia's history by righting the wrongs of the past and so moving forward with confidence to the future. We apologise for the laws and policies of successive parliaments and governments that have inflicted profound grief, suffering and loss on these our fellow Australians. We apologise especially for the removal of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children from their families, their communities and their country. For the pain, suffering and hurt of these stolen generations, their descendants and for their families left behind, we say sorry. To the mothers and the fathers, the brothers and the sisters, for the breaking up of families and communities, we say sorry. And for the indignity and degradation thus inflicted on a proud people and a proud culture, we say sorry. We today take this first step by acknowledging the past and laying claim to a future that embraces all Australians. A future where this Parliament resolves that the injustices of the past must never, never happen again.
2: And that was Kevin Rudd, former Prime Minister, apologising to the Stolen Generations in February 2008. Today is National Sorry Day and we're talking about why governments apologise and some religious perspectives on apologizing. And it's as we've said, if you're if you're from an indigenous background or have particular perspectives on this, do contact us, O four two seven Joy 949, or email on air at joy.org.au. It's I think this is this is um this is a day has that has I remember signing um a, an apology book in, when was it? 90, 96 Nin- or 97? 98. 98, yeah, when I was um, an undergraduate. Um, and it was quite, I think, for for my friends and teachers and people of, um, I guess, of the a certain kind of p- political leading, it was a really important, one of the main, main issues for us at the time. And I'm not sure whether it's it's maybe faded from awareness in general now even though it's it's still um it is we talk about closing the gap um and that's something that kevin rudd talks about later in in that speech about as he said this is this apology was just one step in a process of closing the gap in terms of um inequality and really practical issues like um Life expectancy and, and education and health between Indigenous and non-Indigenous people. So having, I think, continuing to acknowledge Sorry Day is important to remind us that there's still a lot of, a lot of work to be done.
1: Definitely. And I, I I don't even know if there's ever, um, a finish line. I don't think it's something that there is there's no one goal that needs to be achieved and once that happens then we all go, Oh great, let's move on and now it's the future. I think this is something that is it is going to need to be remembered forever and it's yeah, it's one of those important days and I, I think I'm going to go from my personal stance on this. Originally, when I first heard about Sorry Day uh, as a young, oh, well, mid-teenager probably, um, I kind of had that horrible mind frame of, well, why do I need to be sorry because I wasn't alive and I treat Aboriginal people nicely and I haven't done anything wrong, so why do I need to be sorry? But it's beyond a personal acknowledgement of, Apologising And apologising isn't just that shallow, oh, like you accidentally knock someone with your bag in the street and you go, oh, sorry. Like no one really means that. You just say it because it's a respectful mm. thing to say. Like this is one of those deep, heartfelt, we want to make change Sorry, So I, I almost
2: feel like sorry isn't a good enough word for it. It's like... It feels too light. It maybe. does. Yeah. It does. And I think um, also just the fact that the government has said sorry for particular... Um, practice of the stolen generations that's just one part of a much bigger picture i mean it really started in 1788 when when the um british kind of came and took away all this land from the their original inhabitants and just started massacring them and there's and there's no been no um real we haven't sort of made made um made up with with that
1: yeah, and well, and if you if you want to really get technical, we are all involved because we are if you have a house or if you live in an apartment or if you live in a unit or even if you're homeless and you live on the street, you're still living on aboriginal land. Yes. So we we all do have um an involvement in why we
2: are part of this Reconciliation Week and Sorry Day. Definitely. Do we want to play a song? We'll play a song. We've, um, we'll hear from Archie Roach, who was a member of the stolen generation and uh, really telling the story of that, that experience for him. You are listening
1: to The Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. You are listening to The Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9 and that was Took the Children Away by Archie Roach. Uh, we're playing all uh, Aboriginal music this evening or all music by Aboriginal Our people. Aboriginal and Islander. And Islander, there you go. Uh, so we've gotten a message through from John from Perth. Good job, John, for tuning in. It's just a couple of hours difference still, isn't it? Anyway, thanks, John. Um, he sent us a link through and we've had a look at this. So... Um, uh, he said that there is a um, council, so Carnarvon Council in Western Australia, has uh, voted not to fly the Aboriginal flag outside of its offices uh, during NADOC Week, which we uh, are going to tell you is National Aboriginal and Islander Day
2: Observance Committee Week, and that's in the first week of July, so a few weeks, a few, a few weeks away.
1: Yep. Um, and its president saying that it, it would be divisive to do so. And we've, Claudine and I have read through the article. Um, we agree with the councillor who has uh, mentioned at the bottom, uh, a local MP, Catania, um, says that it's a load of rubbish, and we agree. So, quoting uh, him, he's actually said it's a load of
2: rubbish. That's not just racial. Yes, no, actually. no,
1: that is an actual quote. In, in quotation marks, A load of rubbish Uh, so basically this the president of this council has said they're not going to fly it because um, they feel like if they they fly the aboriginal flag then they'll have to fly local football teams and stuff and his points of view are just ridiculous and he's saying that he you know supports aboriginals and um what does he say from my point of view I've got to take citizenship ceremonies in here and it's only fair that different nationalities
2: should all do it under the Australian flag. I think that's I mean that's that gets to a point that you know there's an argument that Indigenous Australians have a special kind of um, position in this country. I mean it's when you before australia became a country there were hundreds of of different countries in this land and australia is a sort of thing that's been this nation that's been put on top of um an existing land with multiple nations and tribes and so i mean if i think indigenous people of all people could say well we didn't you know choose to be part of australia that was that was forced on them
1: yeah definitely so that yeah that that was um a very interesting article sent through so thanks again to john for sending that through so if you have anything for us tonight you can send us an sms on 0427 joy 949 or an email on air at au, and we'll definitely check it out or read your stories out any of that so we're going to get back to talking about um when Sorry Day actually began. So obviously the apology from Kevin Rudd was in February uh, but we um, celebrate, recognise Sorry Day as being uh, during this week in May and uh, specifically on the 26th of May. So the very first National Sorry Day was actually held on the 26th of May in 1998 which was one year after the tabling of the report bringing them home Um, and the report was a result of the inquiry by the Human Rights and Equal Opportunity Commission uh, into the uh, uh, removal of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders
2: from their families. Um, and then, if we go down a bit further. So that was originally a very, I guess, a community-led, um, the 26th of May was a community-led organisation yes. until um, and there were m- numerous calls to the um, one of our longest-serving Prime Ministers, John Howard, to continually refuse to to apologize for stolen generations.
1: Yeah. Um and Claudine did mention earlier as well about the sorry books where um people of the community could just write sorry uh, and you can actually still view these apologies uh, at apology australia where they got over 24,000 um apologies which is beautiful and the, so on on the 28th of May in the year 2000 so over 250,000 people participated in the corroboree 2000 bridge walk across sydney harbour bridge as well so there's been a lot of um attempts throughout time of people saying we acknowledge this we respect this and we're sorry um but then it wasn't until 2008. So this was this was ten years prior. So t- 1998, when National Sorry Day s- began, it wasn't for ten years uh that Kevin Rudd actually
2: Said sorry. did something about it. Said yeah, sorry on officially, the, of the government, and it wasn't February because that was meant to be one of the first acts that the new Parliament did. There so that's why it was so early.
1: Um, There was also a National Day of Healing in 2005 as well, uh, but, of course, wasn't actually a sorry day um, because, as Claudine mentioned, it was under the Howard government and he, I don't know, what was his belief? I
2: think it was a view that um, there wasn't anything that he needed to apologise for. It wasn't something that he had done. Um, I think at one point he was saying he, he wanted to express regret, but that wasn't... That's not the same thing as as saying sorry. Yeah, so he probably
1: had that personal belief, like I originally had, uh, but then got informed. Mm. Um, apparently, informing him was not good enough um so I want to link this through so when last year I spent a few months in Canada and I went to a church service just one whilst I was over there and it just happened to be on Canada's sorry day so they had a very similar situation um in terms of the Aboriginal Canadians getting taken from their families and put into residential schools so um They were referred to as residential schools. They were just like boarding schools for Indigenous Canadians that was funded by the Canadian government. But it was also administered by Christian churches. So it was predominantly the Roman Catholic Church of Canada uh, with about 60% influence, um, but then also the Anglican Church of Canada and the United Church of Canada. And um, so what they did was their their plan was just to remove children from the influence of their families and their culture and assimilate them into Canadian culture. Uh, And this happened from 1876 right through to the late 20th century. They don't have an exact date. Of when this ended but that's a like a very 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 long time in canadian history for that to happen um so an amendment to the indian act made attendance of day school industrial school or residential schools compulsory for first nations children and in some parts of the country residential schools were the only option and then uh they i don't know followed suit of australia in 2008 so uh, in on June eleventh, two thousand and eight, uh, they made uh, the Prime Minister Stephen Harper made an, a public apology on behalf of the government of Canada and the leaders of other federal parties in the Can- Canadian House of Commons. Um, but reconciliation attempts had begun in the nineteen eighties with church apologies for what had been done to Aboriginal peoples. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so there, there were lots of apologies coming out, but none as great as the apology from Pope Benedict Sixteenth. So um, in 2009, Chief Fontaine, who uh, was the representative of the um, Indian community, uh, he tried to obtain an apology uh, for obtrusers that occurred in the residential school system. Um, the audience was funded by Indian and Northern, Me- Northern Affairs Canada uh, and the Vatican actually did respond. So their response was, His Holiness recalled that since the earliest days of her presence in Canada, the church, particularly through her missionary personnel, has closely accompanied the indigenous peoples given the sufferings that some indigenous children experienced in the Canadian residential school system the holy father expressed his sorrow at the anguish caused by the deplorable conduct of some members of the church and he offers his sympathy and prayerful solidarity his holiness emphasizes that the acts of abuse cannot be tolerated in society and he prayed that all those that would that were affected would experience healing and he encouraged First Nations people to continue to move forward with renewed hope, which is lovely, but he still didn't say sorry. So he didn't make an apology on behalf of all of the churches at
2: the time. But there is there is a lot of um, religious thought about apology and about the meaning of sorry, which we'll talk about a bit further mm-hmm. um, afterwards. And we'll talk about some other, another apology that's taken place this week. That was My Island Home by Christine Arnoux on this in special all-Indigenous playlist for Sorry Day. You're listening to The Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. So we are talking about Sorry Day and uh, government apologies and for a a different apology that I'm sure a lot of members of our community have been paying attention to. This Tuesday, just two days ago, the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, apologised for the government's past criminalisation of homosexuality and began the process of expunging these convictions from people's criminal records. The Victorian government decriminalised homosexuality in 1980 under a Liberal Premier, Rupert Hamer. However, people who had been convicted before then still had these criminal records until they were given the ability to expunge him this year. On Tuesday, Daniel Andrews apologised on behalf of the government and he was followed by the leader of the opposition and members of other parties. Here's an excerpt from the Premier's apology.
3: These laws did not just punish homosexual acts, they punished homosexual thought. They had no place in a liberal democracy, they have no place anywhere. The Victorian Parliament and the Victorian Government were at fault. For this we are sorry. On behalf of this House we express our deepest regret. Speaker, it's never too late to put things right. It's never too late to say sorry and mean it. Sp- Speaker, it's been a life of struggle for generations of Victorians. As representatives, we take full responsibility. We criminalised homosexual thoughts and deeds. We validated homophobic words and acts. And we set the tone for a society that ruthlessly punished the differences with a short sentence in prison and a life sentence of shame. From now on that shame speaker is ours. This parliament and this government are to be formally held to account for designing a culture of darkness and shame. And those who faced its sanction and lived in fear are to be formally recognised for their relentless pursuit of freedom and love. It all started here and it all ends here too. To our knowledge no jurisdiction in the world has ever offered a full and formal apology for laws like these. So please let these words rest forever in our records. On behalf of the Parliament, the Government and the people of Victoria, for the laws we passed and the lives we ruined and the standards we set, we are so sorry. Humbly, deeply sorry. And that
2: was the Premier Daniel Andrews apologising on behalf of the Victorian government for the criminalisation of homosexuality and uh, there was um, quite a few, uh, I, think I was watching it on, live on TV and you know, there were quite a few tears in and out of the house. It's re- you can hear that it's quite a genuine and moving apology and not surprisingly this event has been covered extensively on, on Joy and in other LGBTI media and so will be um I'll have a couple of links to some of the discussions on um our current affairs show, The Informer, which were held on Monday and Tuesday. And in one of these interviews the Minister for Equality, Martin Foley, said to young LGBTI people, Don't forget your history because it will shape your future. And I think that goes to sort of why why we um why people why groups of people make apologies. It's it's partly to acknowledge what's happened in the past, but it's also being aware of how injustice continues and um in his speech Daniel Andrews goes on to to talk about how he makes the links between the the culture that enabled the government to to make those laws and how um how thinking like that continues today and how people are you know young especially young people are still um facing discrimination and and shame and um, confusion among themselves because of these generations of of cultural thought, but it's also um really quite explicit that that the premier says this is this is something that the government did, and it 's not something that he personally was responsible for but it's it's as a as a leader of the government he he has to um, kind of face up to to what his predecessors did, and I think this is what this is something that um, John Howard didn't didn't grasp. That it wasn't. No one was saying, John Howard, you you, you need stole people, but yeah. it's 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 about you. Um, you're carrying on a tradition of and an institution that did these things, and and that institution which you represent needs to yes. needs to recognise this.
1: Absolutely, um, something that actually. I, I'm trying to find the quote, the exact quote on it, but I can't find it. Um, but D- Daniel Andrews also talked about how um, a couple had been um, convicted or whatever just for holding hands on a tram. And this, this thing has come about it of um, when when you are on a tram and you are with the person you love or you're with a friend or, like, don't be afraid to hold their hand. And you hold their hand and do it unapologetically. So it's... Yeah, I I believe the words do it unapologetically were yeah. used. I'm just trying to find a quote, but I, I can't. But it's like, yeah, we we're not the ones that need to be sorry now. It's um the actions of the past that led up to this point and now do those things that, that you used to have to feel guilty for and do it unapologetically as well. So
2: Yeah, and as he was he was saying in this excerpt too that the the shame that was made, that was that gay people were made to feel is is the shame that the government needs to feel for, for having done that, and um and it's really quite a strong statement to, to say to um people, you know, young Victorians, be free to, to show your affection when you consider that there's still so many parts of the world where that is still yeah. something that can land you in jail.
1: Definitely. And on, on the Daniel Andrews topic as well, he actually posted something about um, National Sorry Day. So he said, uh, this is from his Facebook page, he said, Today we apologise for the forcible removal of Aboriginal children from their families. Today is National Sorry Day. But like any apology, if nothing changes, it doesn't mean very much. Governments have been making the decisions on their own for too long. Aboriginal people know what, it's, what is right for their communities and what is right for their culture victorious treaty with aboriginal victorians will be the first of its kind in our nation's history and aboriginal people will lead this change that's something we can all be proud of so that's
2: he he's on the ball for he's, apologizing
1: yeah. he's he's all over he, this he sorry thing,
2: yeah and it's i mean that's really exciting to hear that we're talking about a treaty um with aboriginal people because that's another thing that has met a lot of resistance in australia whereas you look at new zealand that had a treaty about 150 years ago i mean granted it's a different you know it's a smaller place it's um it's a maybe is not as complicated in new zealand as it is here but it's 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 something that still divides australians um whether to argue for a treaty or not but um yeah there's plenty of unfinished business still in in australia absolutely and you know we've talked a lot about the politics political
1: side of things. Um, But we're going to talk about the religious perspectives on uh, confession and reconciliation. You are listening to The Spirit Lounge. That was The Beautiful, Amazing Grace by Gurumul and Paul Kelly. You are listening to The Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9 and we're playing all Indigenous music this evening.
2: I hope everyone's still awake after that. It was very relaxing. It was almost a bit of a lullaby. Almost. Uh, Yeah, so that was... Partly in the Yolngu language and of course the English sung by Paul Kelly. So it's today, um, it's National Surrey Day today, the day marking the day, the 26th of May 1997 when the report Bringing Them Home was delivered um, dealing with the Stolen Generations and we've been talking about the national apology that Kevin Rudd made to the Stolen Generations in 2008 and S- a similar apology that was made in in Canada and for a similar situation with the uh, Indigenous children in residential homes, and we've talked about also about the the apology to gay, lesbian, bisexual people in Victoria that was just made two days ago. But this is Spirit Lounge, so let's think a bit about what all this saying sorry means in a in a religious context. And as we said, the um, in Canada, the and indeed in Australia, a lot of these these um, missionaries and and homes were you know, run by churches, and there was um, there's been a tradition in you know, a long tradition in Christianity of talking about wrongdoing and um, reconciliation and and repentance, and in terms of the examples in Australia and Canada, there's been a lot of uh, sort of Discussion among um, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people of Christian backgrounds, talking about really having a looking th- looking at these these apologies through a religious through a religious lens, which I think um, is especially important when you consider that you know, churches and Christian groups were often perpetrators of these wrongs. So I just yep. I want I just wanted to make a point as well.
1: Um we did hope to get uh someone who identifies as being of Aboriginal heritage on our show tonight. Um in the hope that maybe we could have heard about their spirituality and how um this sorry day or how the actions in the past actually affected their spirituality as well. Um and whether the influence of of these um homes and schools uh changed anything about their spirituality as well. Um but as Claudine neither Claudine nor I um are experts on that topic, we will leave that for another night. Uh so there'll be more opportunities. Definitely. Absolutely. So so keep an ear out. We will do
2: that for sure. But it is important I think for us as non-indigenous people to think about to be aware of of things that have been as we've said we've uh, we're benefiting from in the injustice that has been done to indigenous people, and so in a sense the um the move towards um repentance and reconciliation has to come from non indigenous directions as well so um for for those who've been looking at this in a in a christian perspective um there's uh one of the major sacraments of the traditional church in the Catholic and orthodox traditions is is known as uh reconciliation it's also um called confession though that's part that's just one part of the process there's a, you know there's a lot of uh, kind of popular media descriptions of confession which kind of don't get to the heart of it um so the the process of reconciliation has a number of steps um and it can be it's something that can be done by individuals or by communities or or nations so the steps involve acknowledging that that um you've done something wrong and saying sorry for it and yeah you know. and as i love that daniel andrews was saying you, you know you don't just say sorry you mean it so yes it's not like you know you you sort of bump into somebody and say oh sorry that's that's a bit trivial but you actually recognize something's wrong and say sorry and the next step is some form of repentance or rep- reparation making Amends in practical ways, and this is, I think, something that the in regards to Indigenous people, something that Australia hasn't really made much progress on since the apology in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Sorry, um, and this is part of the. There's there's a lot of arguments in Australia about what um, what the country should be doing about Indigenous equality and. And um some will say no we should we should talk about we should say things, we should do symbolic things like saying sorry, and others say no we should um we should do sort of practical things, you know welfare and government programs, and really, it's a whole process you've got to you've got to say the words, you've got to have that sim, um symbolic meaning that that sends a message about um believing that that there's a wrong that needs to be done to be righted and to actually make um practical moves towards that
1: and i definitely think um what i read out from daniel andrew's facebook uh where he said that they're working with the aboriginal Mm -hmm. community and the aboriginal community and leaders in victoria are um leading this so leading what needs to be fixed because we don't know what needs to be fixed you know saying sorry yeah that's great but maybe maybe that's not not just what they want they want x y or z and And we
2: don't know that without asking first and there's different communities who have different different wants and needs so we can't just um say all indigenous people need something when there's so many different um different people in different states different you know city and rural so actually this um i think this reconciliation process is demonstrated better by the what the victorian government has done for um those who were convicted of homosexual acts, both um, they've said sorry, but they're also making this very practical step of allowing people to have their their criminal records um, removed. So yeah. it's like because these are things that have they've had all their lives that they've you know, stopped people from getting jobs or you know applying for certain positions. So it's Definitely. something that has a real impact on their lives.
1: I think. Um this is, is a personal feeling of mine is that it's a little bit harder to expunge um, physical and mental traumas um, around the things that did happen to the Aboriginal community and that are still happening because, like, let's be honest, it's not all over yet, like, right now. There's still definitely people within australia who still do not treat aboriginals as equals um which is very sad um so yeah i think uh they need to find other practical ways because it's not necessarily an
2: action that can be done that uh will will heal all wounds i've seen this um image used in um theology in theological discussion about reconciliation is that if you um, if you break a pot, you can then glue it back together, but you can still see the cracks Absolutely. and that's what we're talking about we can't sort of just pretend that these things didn't happen and um, but we can sort of make some moves towards um, you know, filling those gaps
1: definitely um, so does the church have a role in this now
2: or is it more up to the government for I think for the um I mean, some of the churches have been leading the, or at least playing a good a big part in the discussions because they've they've got some of this thinking about reconciliation, and um I mean, the Canadian example is good it's where where churches have been part of the institutions that were you know, separating families, they need to be part of the um, reconciliation movement to to recognise their part in it. and and there and some of the churches have have made their own individual, um, statements or, or apologies and i think um around when we're talking about this this week's apology to for the um homosexual convictions um there i was seeing commentary saying well well it's great to have the parliament say this but what about the police and the doctors who are also yeah. part of that that machinery and i think the you know, religious institutions were, or at least religious culture was a large part of the um that so that's something that hasn't been addressed and that's something I think that needs needs further work from churches as well as you know, law and justice and, and health professionals.
1: Definitely and so with, I, I can say that with the Canadian uh, it actually, the reconciliation attempts began with the church apology, apologies in the 1980s so sometimes it takes the religion to step up and, and do something and then everyone else will follow because sometimes that's just how it works.
2: There is logic behind it and I just can't put it together. Well, we've been talking about saying sorry and apologies on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9, and we've got to make room for, for the bears coming into the woods tonight. So it's good night from me and good night from Rachel. And we'll finish off with Treaty by Yotu Yindi. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9.
0: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy.